Well, if you brought your Bibles, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And we want to look at verses 4 through 7. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 7. I'd like to speak to you in a sermon that I've entitled, Gifted to Serve. Gifted to Serve. Now, this morning we want to continue our, our Renew series in which uh, we're re-examining various commitments that we made uh, at the time of our profession of faith. Now, personally, I can remember several commitments that I made when I got saved. Uh, said something like this, Lord, I want you to be the Lord of my life. Well, that was then. What about now? And so, we heard a sermon recently on the Lordship of Christ. I can remember saying something like this, Lord, I promise to commit myself to the church, to be faithful and attendant. Well, with that commitment, then we heard a sermon recently about five reasons why we should attend church. You may have made the same commitment I made when I said something like this. I'll study and obey your word. I'll have my devotion time. And so recently we heard a sermon in regards to our commitment to the word of God. And so this morning, do you remember saying something like this? Lord, I'll serve you wherever you want me to serve, and I'll do whatever you want me to do. And so today we want to examine our commitment to using our spiritual gifts. Because when we said that, Lord, I'll, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll serve anywhere you want me to serve. The Lord took you at, his, at your word. And he has equipped you and he's equipped me to serve him in and outside the body of Christ. So this morning, with that commitment in mind, Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Let's look at verse 4 through 7. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. I don't know if you notice that or not, but notice in verse 4, you have the same Spirit. Verse 5, you have the same Lord. And verse 6, and there are diversities of operations, but it's the same God, which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. I've jotted down some things that we might need to remember from these 
few verses. First of all, God has equipped you with what the Bible refers to as spiritual gifts. Verse 1 reads, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren. Last week we talked about that. Uh, primarily he's saying that God uh, concerning the spiritual. Now there are a lot of different spiritual gifts. But concerning the spiritual, brethren, I would not have you to be ignorant. The word gift there comes from a Greek word, charisma, meaning grace-gifted, or gift of grace. It's where we get the word uh, charismatic, the English word charismatic. Someone, a person having the ability to draw people to themselves. You may say that person is a charismatic speaker. Or he has a charismatic person, or she has a charismatic personality. They just have the ability to, for people to want to be near them and to hear them. But in the Bible, the word is used to denote the various spiritual gifts given to individual believers then and now for the benefit of the church, to edify and to build up the church. Therefore, if you're a believer today, you have at least one spiritual gift, or perhaps more than one, in order that the church might be benefited or edified, the church might be built up. You know, the Apostle Paul likened the church to our physical bodies. He said when each member has, in the physical body, each member has a unique function. But yet all the parts work together. The eye works with the ear, and the ear works with the mouth, and and then you have the arms, and you have the fingers, and you have the legs, and you have the toes, and you have the integral parts. You have the, the, the internal organs that have their function. But yet, they all work together in order that the body, the physical body, might be benefited. So it is with the body of Christ, the church. We're an organism made by God, but yet each member of the body is kind of unique, and each member has a spiritual gift to assist the body in order that it might function the way that the Lord wants the body of Christ to function. And if anyone is missing from the body, then the body is incomplete, and it's lacking some part. And so every person is important in the body. Don't think for a moment you're not important in this local body of believers. So first of all, God has equipped you and me with spiritual gifts. But secondly, I notice that spiritual gifts are not natural talents. They're not natural skills or abilities. Spiritual gifts are spiritual gifts, but natural abilities are those things that come about naturally. We're born with natural abilities, um, talents. Uh, spiritual gifts are given by God at our spiritual birth. Natural abilities are given at our physical birth. Uh, for instance, I've mentioned before, great illustration, the Messer family. Everyone in the Messer family that I know of is 
able to play a piano. Uh, they sing. They can read music. That's just, that's just being born in the Messer family. You, you're just, you have that natural ability. And then Brother Hoyt Wells, the Wells family, they have this natural ability in regards to carpentry. Brother Hoyt's gifted in carpentry. His brother's gifted in carpentry. His nephews and their sons gifted in carpentry. It's kind of like the Wells family are known for their carpentry. So we have natural abilities that we're born with in our physical birth, but then we have the spiritual gifts that are given to us at our spiritual birth. Now, our natural abilities can be used to, to worship God and to serve God and to glorify God, but they're natural abilities. A lost person can learn how to play the piano or learn carpentry work. But at your spiritual birth, God gives you a supernatural gift given by Him in order that the church might be edified and built up. And so spiritual gifts are not natural talents, but natural talents can be incorporated and used along with our spiritual gifts. But I'll notice something else. Notice there are... There are diversities. If you would, look at verse 4. Now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are diversities. One translation, the New American Standard says varieties. The English Standard Version says there are different varieties. The NIV says there are different kinds. King James says there are diversities meaning appointments or allotments or distributions, all in all give the idea that there are different varieties. God's gifts come in many, many forms and many varieties. He has a multiplicity of gifts, a number of gifts. Now, these gifts fall in either two general areas. First of all, there's the teaching area. And there's the serving area. If you're gifted in the uh, speaking area, I said teaching, but if you're gifted in the speaking area, then that's the gift, perhaps. I have the gift of uh, teaching or the gift of preaching, the gift of exhortation. Those are gifts of speaking. Those are speaking gifts. And then there's the serving gifts. You may be an usher, you may be a greeter, you may be a van driver, you may uh, work with church maintenance, you may work with our, our children. Those are serving gifts. So the New Testament contains several lists of uh, gifts, but we don't know the exact number of gifts. This is what I feel. Whatever the church needs, then God brings someone into the body that has that particular gift to help with that particular need. And so we really don't know the number of gifts, but we feel like wherever the body is lacking, God will provide someone with that gift. And so when people come into our fellowship, then I'm thinking to myself, God, there's a reason they're coming. There's something we're needing that they have 
And so, thank you for sending them. But I notice not only are there different varieties, but notice verse 5. He says, and there are differences of administrations slash ministries. There are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. Now, the word ministry comes from a Greek word, which means to serve. It means servants, where we get the, the word deacon. There's different ministrations. Mark 10, verse 45, Jesus said, For the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. So when God saved you, God saved you to serve. God did not save you or save me to be served. He did not save me to just sit around and wait for my feet to be washed. But God saved me in order that I might serve, not to sit, but to serve. So a spiritual gift is not a badge of merit. Remember when I was in scouting, you know, we had merit badge sashes. You had to have 21 merit badges in order to become Eagle Scout. And you displayed those merit badges on, those, on that sash. And you wore them with honor. There's a lot of hard work, spiritual gifts, not to be that of that nature. It's not a badge of merit. It's not a sign of prestige or a sign of privilege, but there are tools for ministry. So God has blessed you with at least one. Every born-again believer has at least one and perhaps more spiritual gifts, or i.e. tools for ministry. So the point is a spiritual gift is not for self-edification. Therefore, by definition, if you've been saved and given a spiritual gift, you're in the ministry of serving others, verse 5. And the same differences of administrations. There are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. The point is this. Someone has said that a gift exercised in private is perverted. It's a perverted gift. So your gift is to be used for others. 1 Peter 4.10 says it this way, As each one has received a spiritual gift, employ, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Use what God's given you as you serve others. And so there is a ministry of administration, I'd say. Then notice, if you will, number five, there are diversities, varieties of operations. Look at verse six. He says, and there are diversities of operations. But it's the same God which worketh all in all. There are diversities, varieties of operations. Operation is a, is a Greek word where uh, the word is ener, energioma. It's where we get the English word energy. Simply meaning something that is worked out or something that is energized. Here's the point. The one who provides the gift provides the energy and the power and the faith 
to make the gift effective. So whatever gift you have, it will be effective if you put it to use because God will provide the energy to make it effective. So just as spiritual gifts are given supernaturally, they're also energized supernaturally. The point is, regardless how well trained and how well experienced, you cannot use your gift in your own power. If you do, then um, it won't accomplish what God intends for it to accomplish. If you teach in your own power, have you ever taught a lesson in your own power and it just fell flat? Have you ever preached in, or I've preached in my own power, testimony, I've preached in my own power, and I've come down and I'm, I'm saying to myself, why did I even get up there? But God can take your gift and he, he energizes your gift to bring about whatever he, his intended purpose for that gift to produce is. And so if you're in a backslidden condition, if you're a carnal Christian, don't expect there to be any power in your spiritual gift. Only God can empower your gift. So in a person's present backslidden condition, you'll never have the power to be a blessing to anyone in regards to using your spiritual gift. So God has equipped you with spiritual gifts to benefit and build up the local church. Number two, spiritual gifts are not talents, uh, not natural abilities. But there are diversities in our gifts, verse 4, varieties. There are varieties of ministries, verse 5. And then there's energy in our gifts, operations, verse 6. Or verse, uh, verse 6. And then, let me close with this. There's one source and one purpose. Look at verse 7. Here's the source and the purpose. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Paul makes it obvious that the gifts come from God. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Now, the gifts are manifested by the divine trinity. He points that out real simple. Verse 4, notice, by the same Spirit. Verse 5, by the same Lord. And then verse 6, empowered by the same God. So you have God, you have the Son, and then you have the Holy Spirit. Therefore, our spiritual gifts are given by triune God. It's only one God. They're given to us by God. Now, the purpose of the gifts is twofold. The purpose, first of all, is to manifest the Spirit, verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man. So the purpose is to manifest the Spirit, to make known the Spirit. Our gifts is to put the Holy Spirit on display. And then they're given for the common good. The Bible says in verse 7, given to every man to profit with all. So my spiritual gift, is given for the purpose of profiting you or others. Now, if we fail to use our gifts, then we cripple the ministry of the church. The church is not allowed to be what God intends for it to be. 
I've shared an illustration before. It's, it's a great illustration about uh, a time that I was in a, a retail store and I saw a lady who, she, had a pro- she was crippled. And she had a problem uh, shopping for her merchandise. She had a leg that wouldn't work. She had a member of her body that wouldn't cooperate. Now, she adjusted real well, and she was doing her shopping, but I got to, I began to think how that was such an illustration of the church. Can you imagine what the lady could do if all of her members were cooperating with each other? Can you imagine what the church would be like if all the members would cooperate, use their spiritual gift, just think, what the body of Christ could do if all the members functioned as God had intended for us to function. So here's the question. As a Christian today, do you need to come this morning perhaps and just renew your love commitment to Christ? When you said to him, Lord, I'll do anything you want me to do. So today you're gifted spiritually to do what he wants you to do. And if you're not exercising your spiritual gift, you're really not being a blessing to anyone. So today, you'll have an opportunity to come perhaps in a recommitment, a renewed commitment in regards to your spiritual gifts. And then when you leave, you can walk by the Welcome Center And out of a pure heart, you can say, God, I feel like you want me to work with Bible school. I feel like you want me to to work with the refreshments or work with the preschool or work with the children or work with missions. Because God's brought you here in order that his work might continue and the church might be blessed and edified by the gifts that you're blessed with. Let's bow our heads for a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we've had just to reflect for a moment, Lord, about our giftedness. Help us to realize, Lord, at the time of our salvation that all of us were given at least one spiritual gift and and perhaps more. And so, Father, I pray now you'll speak to our hearts. Remind us of the day that we were saved and perhaps some other time where we made the statement, Lord, I'll do what you want me to do. And Lord, I pray today that people will come and just spend time in prayer, perhaps, in a public decision to renew their spiritual gift commitment. Thank you for what you're going to do today. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.